You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. We cover news and events from the week in Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Speaker, Podbay, and more. And, of course, our partners distributing us at TheChairShot.com. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how's it going? Uh, It's going fantastic. How's it going for you, Miranda? I am doing great, great, great. I cannot wait for this week's episode. So let's bring in the third member of this trios team, and that is who? 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 It is the one and only Brendan Barr. That's who. Hey, hey, how we doing? Doing well, Jordan. Doing well. Yes, we are now in, well, we were in March last week, but now we're fully in March this week. (laughs) This week is, or this year is, is getting by real, real fast, but it's coming to be springtime. Weather is getting warmer, flowers are blooming, allergies are coming terrible. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Oh, man. <laughs> man, there are some people out there that will be listening to this will, that will have no idea what you just Stop. did. Stop. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I legit hate how old I'm getting. <laughs> People have no idea of referencing of, of, you know, childhood. And you're right. Yeah. Like, and that's even young for me. Yeah. Facts of life were young yeah. for me. Yeah. That, I, I was watched, off the air, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you had to watch it on, like, the old, the, the, the rerun channel, I'm sure. My wife is younger than me, and she didn't know who Captain Planet was. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. I was like, you don't know Captain Planet? And that, that, that was the day I felt old. <laughs> that is my youth, Captain Planet. Me too. <laughs> I was an active kid during that time frame. I cannot believe it. I, I, was, I was just old enough that Captain right. Planet was, yes. was, was stupid to me. But I still knew what it was. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't, I don't know if there's any recovery from this because we're just getting older. We're not getting any younger. So. No, no. Yeah, so we are just going to slide on into this week's show. Brendan, why don't you go ahead and take us away from this little 
pity party here uh, that I'm throwing <laughs> and lead us into news of the week. Sweet. Uh, so mostly, again, the news of the week is going to be focusing on the upcoming WrestleMania weekend. So uh, they did announce uh, we talked about the world of Lucha, which was being held by Gringo Loco uh, last week. They did announce Demonic Flamita will also be appearing there. I mean, shocking no one, really, if you want to talk about a hot independent luchador right now. Yeah, in the American visa. Yeah, and who's been working in the United States the whole time. Yeah, he's uh he's he's uh up there. We so not really shocked. I think that's probably why they didn't put him in the first wave, but uh we did get that. Uh we mentioned last week that Martinez Entertainment was probably gonna be running a show and we didn't have a lot of details. The show is in Arlington, Texas instead of Dallas, not that far away. But now it's gone to two shows. Um they're, they will have, uh, they're on, on Friday, April 1st. I'm losing myself in my notes here. They will have a 6 p.m. show, which is going to feature just AAA wrestlers. Uh, and then a second show later in the evening with, uh, Hijo Del Santo and, and more legends of, of Lucha. And Cubs fan over at Lucha Blog is speculating that that's because, uh, AAA and CMLL wrestlers still aren't allowed on the same card. So I think they were, that Martinez is trying to, to have two cards so that they can have everybody and get lots of tickets. You're getting, uh, one, if you buy one ticket, you can go to both shows or you can just buy one and go to one show if you really want to be crazy like that. So, uh, you know, the, it sounds like they basically are trying to, to appeal to as many Lucha fans as they can and make it as a big a deal. Um, I mean, that's, that sounds like a good time. Uh, and yeah. then, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, and, and the, like the idea that you get to see both the AAA and the CMLL guys, that's huge. Yeah, like, that's where nice. else are you going to get that yeah. in one location yeah. on successive exactly. nights like that? Like, that's mm-hmm. huge. On the same night. It's not yes. even, yeah, yeah. so like same all night. you have to do yeah, different is show, just, same night, yeah. <laughs> you just have to, to leave the building for a little bit, hang out, you know, go get some food or whatever. There's probably going to be a taco truck right outside, so you don't even have to leave the premise if you're like a, a kid. And, uh, and then just go back in and watch the show again. It's just like, it sounds great. I'm in. I'm I'm not I'm not in. I can't actually go, but I want to. I, this is that's the thing I want to do. Um, but yeah, uh, and so they they that's more of the WrestleMania weekend stuff that's going on. They will continue announcing that WrestleCon or uh, WrestleCon will also has also been making announcements. I've been kind of combing over some of those. But I don't have a lot of news on that this week. I did run a little low on time on this, but uh and then uh I have they uh they had a nice little change and I don't know if uh if you've seen the poster for this yet, Dusty, but uh IWRG is and Lucha Libre Boom are co hosting a show on the seventeenth and they replaced uh they replaced DMT Azul in the main event with Dr. Wagner Jr. So now it's going to be Dr. Wagner Jr. teaming with Where's the Guerrera against Connect and, and Connect and Octagon. And the poster wow. 
is this really cool blending of all of their masks. Like they photoshopped all the masks together. It's very cool looking. Look that up. Yeah. but I also thought this was interesting because, I mean, in addition to just being a, a legend-heavy match, you have uh, you have Doctor Wagner Jr. and Forza Carrera on a tag team. So it's going to be interesting to see whether or not uh, this ends in in tears and everybody fighting everybody because they also have had a huge rivalry over the years. So uh, everybody hates everybody in this. I don't. Well, maybe. <laughs> Maybe Kinect and Octagon get together. I don't know for sure that they've had a, a famous feud that, but they've, uh, they have wrestled each other. Uh, so this could end in all kinds of chaos. It could be uh, like a, a good lucha booking might have them breaking down and restarting with a different version of the tag teams, or it might become a four corners match. Like this one will be one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, which is why I kind of thought it was an interesting booking. Um, but that's, that's my, this week in news. Um, I, uh, I, I'm gonna just jump right into my indie roundup, which is equally as short. Uh, the, uh, X-Law returned to shows in, uh, I should have asked ahead of time on this, uh, uh, Tulia, I believe, uh, in, in Gutierrez. On Saturday, uh, they had a, a, you know, I mean, a reasonable, if you're familiar with the, with Northern wrestlers, they had a reasonable undercard of people. Uh, but they advertised that, uh, LA Park beat Blue Demon Jr. Uh, uh, yeah, Blue Demon Jr. and Juventud Guerrera in the main event, uh, with a, with a foul, of course. So, you know, LA Park's gonna do what LA Park's gonna do. Um, and, uh, but also of interest to the West Coast wrestlers, uh, even though he's not much of a luchador himself, he's been on a lot of lucha shows. Juicy Finney made an appearance, uh, and, uh, he was on his social media, it showed him squashing a few people. It was basically a run-in angle, but, uh, according to Cubs fan, again, he's where I'm, I'm pulling some of my news on, on these big indie shows. It, he's, uh, their Dex Law is pulling from, uh, West Coast wrestlers a lot. They're gonna be bringing in West Coast indie wrestlers, or they seem to be bringing in West Coast indie wrestlers and luchadors that aren't as big, so not the ones that are on New Japan every week, but, uh, kind of, kind of interesting stuff going on. So we should have some, uh, interesting cross-pollination of Lucha Libre and West Coast talent happening again which is kind of the the sign that we really are trying to move past this whole lockdown era and go back to where things were at because that's what we were doing before everything was locked down though the the california and uh and uh, north mexico scene were kind of intermingling a lot and a lot of good shows were happening as a result that's that's what, like I said. That's what I've got. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on any of the stories. I know Miranda started to jump in there. No, I, I just think uh, again, kind of the uh, 
seeing a lot more talent uh, coming uh, to the States. I think WrestleMania weekend is going to be big for Lucha Libre, bigger than I think we anticipated with just all the shows, uh, the stars that are going mm-hmm. to be there. Um, I do hope that tickets have already been purchased for some of these stars because I, I do know with gas prices going up how that's going to impact travel and airfare. Uh, for people. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very curious to see if that's gonna at all be impacted, um, or impact, um, you know, any of these shows. But I think my biggest, uh, kind of learning lesson of, of this week's news is, yeah, just how big, uh, WrestleMania weekend is going to be for Lucha Libre. Yeah. No, I, and I said it the last week, but yeah. I feel like the trend is really going to be, uh, you know, it was Japan for a little while, but I think, the trend is going to be mm-hmm. Mexico for the yes. next year or so for yeah. your big indie shows and everything. They're going to try and grab as many high profile, profile luchadors on there. So, uh, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you're ahead of the curve. If you're coming in now because you want to know more about what's going on, we'll have lots of this going on. We have the indie roundup every week. So keep an ear on us. Thank you, Brendan. Well, Right now, we're going to kick it off to Denise Alcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Math, Mats, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast, one in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. 
For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Always a big thank you to Denise Alcedo bringing us this week's Lucha Central Central, letting you know what's happening throughout the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Up next, we're going to be getting into our main stories for the week. Dusty's going to start us off with some AAA. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of news for AAA, but this weekend, if you're hearing it before Saturday evening or afternoon, wherever you are, there is a AAA show this weekend. It's called Show Center, and it is the first of nine shows that will form a tournament. It's $19 on fight. It airs this Saturday, March the 12th at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's an early start. That's 3 p.m. on the West Coast. English commentary this time, which is a, you know, kind of a strong sign. Tournament format is new. It's kind of unknown how important it'll be. We'll see how it goes. But the card as announced is first up, Reina Dorada versus Maravilla in a show center tournament match. Baby Extreme, Dolce Canela and Commander versus Dinamico, Emperor Azteca and Mamba. Torres versus Io del L.A. Park in a show center tournament match. Mr. Iguana, Nino Amberguesa, and Pimpinella Escarlata versus Abismo Negro Jr., Latigo, and Toxin. Cheek Tormenta versus Estrelita in a show center tournament match. Laredo Kid, Miss Disease Jr., and Octagon Jr., Los Enites del Are versus Cuatrero, Forestero, and Sanson, the Nuevo Generacion de Namita. And finally, Io Del Vikingo versus Flamita in a non-title show center tournament match. A lot of cool stuff going on there. Big weekend for AAA. Definitely worth checking out if you got $19 and you want to see some lucha action. I highly recommend it. We'll have the results here next week and anything else that comes up in AAA. So same lucha time, same lucha channel next week. So uh, I just want to jump in with that that second match on the card. For people who aren't familiar with those names, that's going to be fire. Those are all, like, Commander has gone viral uh, a couple of times. Uh, Dolce Canela is a big up-and-coming kind of Exotico's-looking star. Uh, I mean, there's a lot in that, yeah. that match that's really going to be good. And if you're not able to watch it this weekend like me because you're working the whole weekend, if it's on fight, it's usually on demand. So you should have time mm-hmm. to catch up on it. So. Yeah. Yeah, love fight for the presentation on these. It makes the accessibility so much easier. Well, we are going to be moving on to a very big week in AEW. Yeah, huge week in AEW. First, we had Revolution this weekend. A lot of things happened. First thing we're going to cover is the trios match. Of Death Triangle versus House of Black. 
It was so good. It really served the purpose of a buy-in. I think people were shocked at how good it was. Mm-hmm. But the purpose of a match like this is to put on a match that's so good, it convinces people to pay for the pay-per-view if they were mm-hmm. on the fence. Mm-hmm. That's what it's there for. And it was so good. Like, I loved it. I do want to mention, I miss Phoenix, seeing Death Triangle yeah. with Eric Redbeard stepping in for an injured Phoenix to join Pac and Penta. It, it wasn't my thing. But it was cool. Great match. As soon as I saw Red Beard, I knew he was there to take the pin. So mm-hmm. it was kind of telegraphed yeah. early on. Yeah. That that's how it was going to go. It served, he served the, the purpose of it, you know. And, and granted, who knows if, if Phoenix were in that match, if the result would have been any different. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, you needed someone to, to take the pin. And someone yeah. like Eric Red Beard, who may not, you know, be in the picture for that long, was probably the best idea. Yeah, he's really been they, able to step in. Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, oh, they did a nice job on commentary and and the the show building with the week before to not make it look like that. Like if you weren't paying attention to to trends in wrestling, you didn't know he was there to take the pin. They really made it look like he was more to be the anti-Brody King. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they yeah. if it had been normal death triangle, they would have been massively vastly undersized just because of the existence of Brody King. But they were playing it up as Eric Redbeard is perfect matchup against that. Eric Redbeard got to hit some lucha spots in this to make to make it look a little more even keel. Like I mean, they did a good job of making making you think that that it wasn't going to go the way that it you know it should. And, and so I I just was I I was impressed by that part of it too. Yeah, it was a great match. They really did a fantastic job, and it's free. Like, you can go look it up on YouTube right now. I highly, highly recommend you check it out. There was a women's match earlier in the evening, uh, Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. That was fantastic as well. Also on the, the free buy-in before the show. But then during the show, of most interest to us as Lucha fans, we had Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. They debuted a new women's championship, beautiful, based on the Mid-South North American championship. We all thought Thunder Rosa was going to win, and then Thunder Rosa didn't win. I told After, you. Uh, <laughs> I told you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I said it on the air. <laughs> uh, it was one of those things we didn't want to be true, though. But. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. man. And... The, we saw involvement. That's how it ended. Jamie Hayter and Rebel involved themselves in the match. They interfered. But Thunder Rosa's recent ally, Mercedes Martinez, who you know turned on Britt Baker and her cronies, was inexplicably nowhere. Like, I don't know why they had her turn if she wasn't yeah. there to kind of equalize the threat. I, I, she's built for this situation. I don't know why they didn't do that. The upside on all this is that Rosa is very likely to win next week at St. Patrick's Day Slam in San Antonio. She and Britt are officially having a cage match on the day before the one-year anniversary of their Stellar Lights Out match at last year's St. Patrick's Day Slam. But it felt like such a deflation to have her lose at the pay-per-view due to interference. And to pick it up two weeks later on a random dynamite feels... A little hollow, kind yeah. of cheap mm-hmm. in comparison. Mm-hmm. No, and you have to wonder why they did it at all. Like when I had said yeah. they weren't going to do it, they they might not do it. I was thinking it was you know when we got into speculation room on it, 
that there was, uh, you know, uh, there would be a reason. They would introduce somebody new or they would put a different wrinkle in the feud instead of just, uh, this, this match didn't matter. Tune in in a couple of weeks to see that one, which may or may not matter if they pulled it. And to your point, uh, if the cage is off and therefore for people to, because too much interference is going on. So if they wanted to have it this way, why not have it thrown out with like a giant fight with Mercedes Martinez involved too? Like have mm-hmm. all of these women get into a big fight, have, uh, yeah. you know, have it restart, have it be like, okay, the only way to settle this now is in the cage. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just baffling to me. I, I, I don't have a good answer on that. I, no, I yeah. knew, yeah. I knew that it was, uh, uh, highly possible because AEW is good at throwing the swerves like that, but I think they didn't put the right thought into how to make yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit just more of a convoluted way to get to that, you know? Yeah. If you right. were thinking a, a little bit backwards and, and to Brendan's point, you know, giving, Britt Baker the win or just uh, at least, yeah, a win, even though it was with, you know, the, the interference, you know, you could have done the no contest unless maybe that was part of the deal that Britt had to win this one so that uh, Thunder Rosa could win the championship. And at this point, though, you know, to Brendan's point, like, what if she doesn't win again? What if you, we yeah. do this whole thing all over again uh, in two weeks for her not to win in in San Antonio, like at what point is, is there, you yeah. know, is this going to happen? Well, what else is Britt Baker yeah, they got keep... to do as champion? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, just kind of uh, being the public face of their women's division, which, yeah. you know, it, uh, is a big deal, especially with, uh, with Brandy gone. Like they don't have anybody else to be. On, you know, to do the, the TV circuit and, and do the good morning, uh, Brixton yeah. or, you know, so they, I get, never considered yeah. that, but she was on our local TV when she, they mm-hmm. were here and, yep. uh, she's been on the Nick Cannon show. She, mm-hmm. yeah, she's the person they trot out for TV very often. Yeah. But hopefully we'll see it. The one benefit to it being on dynamite is a lot more people will see it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one out of every 10 or 12 people pay for a pay-per-view that watch on Dynamite because they can get it with their cable package. So mm-hmm. that's the one thing. A lot of eyes on it. I don't believe the women's title has changed hands on TV since February 2022 when Nyla Rose defeated Riho. But I'm not certain on the date. But hopefully yeah. we'll get to see. It'll be a big deal. Treat it as a big deal. But we'll find out. Like we said, right now it feels like she could just lose at this point too. <laughs> Which, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's what they were going for. I, uh, yeah. I hope, I hope we get that title change because that is definitely what the, the buzz is. All the fans want is they want to She's see Rosa have that that yeah. earned victory at this point. And I'm with them. I'm with the, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm separate from that. I want to see Thunder Rosa win that championship. I, I, uh, I think to Dusty's point, she's earned it. I think she's, uh, just as good a, a, a face for, for women's, modern women's wrestling as Britt Baker at this point. She's a great story on that. Um, especially with all the work she does outside of AEW to, to promote women's wrestling. So. Absolutely. 
Well, and if they can do outside dates, having her defend the women's championship on indie dates going around would be mm-hmm. huge too. I mean, uh, just putting that on the line at, at a Mission yeah. Pro show, yeah. just one, just one yeah. Mission Pro show with the AEW championship on the line would be huge, huge for that 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 whole thing, the, the scene in Texas and all of that. Like, yeah, there's it would be so a destination much. event. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I mean, hopefully AEW listens and they get to it. We also had Dynamite this week. We hinted at it. A lot, lot happened on Dynamite this week. Uh, Thunder Rosa defeated Layla Hirsch. That got her the opportunity to face Britt Baker in the cage match next week at St. Patrick's Day Slam. Inner Circle is no more. There's a new group with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia called Jericho Appreciation Society. Pinnacle is no more. Wardlow's kind of doing his own thing. FDR have fired Tully Blanchard as their manager. A lot happened. Oh, Andrade. Mm-hmm. There was a meeting of the Andrade <laughs> Hardy family office, and they forced Matt Hardy out of the faction that was formerly known as the Hardy family office after private party turned on Matt Hardy and voted him out. And then afterwards, they had a group beat down, blood in, blood out, I guess. So they were stomping <laughs> him, putting the boots to Matt Hardy. And you heard the music. Jeff Hardy. They had the music. But instead of running down to save his brother, he had to get in his damn dance moves going down the aisle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my brother's life is in danger, but you I... You just gotta dance. Sometimes you just gotta dance. dance. <laughs> They're beating my brother until he pees blood for the next week, but I'll be goddamned if I'm not going to get my move in. <laughs> You're playing my jam. <laughs> and speaking of the jam, they got the classic Hardy's theme. AEW, it's licensed. WWE never owned it. It's been used yeah. in a lot of things. AEW mm-hmm. threw the money down. It came out to the classic theme. It was an exciting moment. It's building to something with Andrade. I'm excited. Andrade versus the Hardys just sounds amazing to me. I'll be, he's got a couple of tag teams there with him, but I'll be interested to see who else comes in. I think we see somebody, I don't know, a different partner for Andrade because why join a tag team? Maybe it'll be part of the trios thing. They've announced that's coming soon. Kenny Omega apparently is going to be involved in the trios title scene. He's backstage right now in the women's division kind of doing some booking. So. We'll that see is, what happens. That is what his AVP duties used to be. It was yeah. handling the women's division. Uh, we you brushed over it, but we uh, FTR firing Tully Blanchard is is interesting because and tri- they're AAA tag team champions still, right? Yes. I, just, I, I mean, I hadn't heard an announcement anywhere that they'd been stripped of those titles. <laughs> the match is still supposed to happen in Merida. I yeah. get when it is. It's in. It's this month anyway. But FTR are really good about promoting things. Pinta's mm-hmm. really good about promoting things. And nobody is promoting that match. So right. it looks like Phoenix is still injured and it won't happen. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but they've been using Vicky for that. So Yeah. Having having them on TV with two different managers, especially with AAA trying to brand themselves as a American uh, alternative promotion, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's related to that. That's why I, where I was going with with that whole thing is. That, yeah, yeah, it's there's a lot of interesting things that 
are opened up with everything and like Pinnacle, it's obvious that Wardlow and MJF are becoming a thing, but now it's just, well, we'll, we'll get to that in the next, let me get to the next spot, but we'll do that first. <laughs> but the, the main thing, the exciting part, Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy Guevara and he is our new TNT champion. Due to a mistimed 6.30 onto a table, he was going to try to hit Scorpio. Scorpio got out of the way. Sammy hit the table. It literally just exploded. It went everywhere. It was, Yeah, it was crazy. After that, he took a couple of nasty-looking backbreakers. After some outside interference from Ethan Page and Page Van Zant, who had been seated in the front row and then hopped the railing from her seat, they sent Ty Conti into the steel steps at ringside. The distraction was enough for Scorpio Sky to hit the TKO and pick up a huge win. After the match, Paige Van Zant kicked Ty Conti in the head, walked into the ring, and signed her contract on Ty Conti's ass. Like, literally, <laughs> while she was laid out over Sammy. It, it was an amazing visual. There had been some rumors for a, you know, a fairly good while now that Scorpio Sky was going to make a strong appearance in the TNT title picture. He had been super protected in the singles work. AEW had said themselves that he'd maintained an undefeated singles record for over a year. And then things started to get kind of interesting. If you really paid attention to the details, they made sure to give Scorpio Sky the title shot before the ladder match winner from Revolution, which was... You know, an interesting wrinkle. Wardlow won that match at Revolution. He is next up for a TNT title shot. But there was really no reason to set all of that up just for Sammy to beat Scorpio Sky. And yeah, I, I don't but, know what's... Yeah. But this is the the thing about it that uh, is the other uh, big product, the WWE, would have done that. They would have just made a nonsense title defense, put it on, on Raw on one week. And and we would have just watched it half-assedly while texting, and knowing that the champion would defend, right? Right. And, and so they, I like that AEW did that in in this way. It's a, it lets the 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 casuals have a little more of a feeling of anything really can happen on that that on these live broadcasts. So. Yeah, and it was an incredible match. A lot of exciting stuff happened. It's clear that this is building up to Paige Van Zant joining Scorpio Sky. We will see Paige and Scorpio facing Sammy and Ty Conti, I think likely at double or nothing. But Sammy and Ty have said what they want, you know, like right now, outside of AEW, is they want to be the AAA tag team champ, mixed tag mm-hmm. team champion. Mixed tags, yeah. And so that sets up a, you know, an interesting scenario where they could have the mixed tag titles defended on an AEW pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Who has I, those titles currently in AAA? Is it Nino Amberguesa still? I thought... I'll look that yeah. Okay. I don't think <laughs> so. We can look sure. Keep talking, Dusty. We're, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... I think, I mean, if you kind of look at it, we've hinted at a couple of other spots that, you know, might be this way. But I think if you kind of look at it, this might have been a spot for Cody and Brandy. It's very likely Sammy and Ty got penciled into that spot after Cody and Brandy left. And if that's the case, like, we're all the better for it. Cody kind of marked Sammy as being the guy on his way out. Like, his last match was with Sammy, and it was incredible. Probably Sammy's best match of the 
TNT title reign era. So good. I think he could really put on a serious match of the year contender with Scorpio Sky with a little more time, a longer setting. But I would also like to see Paige Van Zant and Ty Conti do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu sparring mm-hmm. in the ring. There's a lot of interesting things that could happen there with the mixed tag. Yeah. And it's also really interesting to see Sammy in the main event. Because that, as we right? mentioned, this was a super strong, very storyline driven, very important episode of Dynamite. We've mentioned it before for a long time, but right now in this moment, we're seeing his elevation from being one of the young guys to being one of the top guys. And I don't think it's too out there to predict that he could be the next AEW champion when the championship changes hands. He's proven that he can succeed and exceed in anything the company asks him to do. He can do it. Like, he's always there. Looks great. Kids love Sammy. His YouTube show is very popular. He's like Mm -hmm. the guy, and he, he should be the next world champion. I really think this is the beginning of his ascent. He's in the main event of the strongest episode of Dynamite we've had in probably a year. So much going on, and they did that for Sammy. I mean, just for Sammy. And it's so cool that he got that spot. He might have lost, but it really wasn't his fault. When you watch the numbers game, and you have all the ego Ethan Page, and you have Page Van Zant, and you have America's top team, and everything going on, it it's no... No, nobody's, Damage. yeah, yeah, I mean, nobody's, like, nobody's gonna think he's less of a, in fact, again, the whole, the, the with him missing the, the spot and all the interference, people are hungry to see him do, to come back and win again. So yeah, yeah I think, I think he came out in a better spot and you're, to your point, that would, that would help elevate him on the card. Uh, For reference, I was just gonna say the current AAA mixed tag champions is the team of Oddies and Cheek Tormenta. Yes, oh, they yeah. have held the the title since October 2021. After beating Lady Maravilla and Viano three, so sure. I was like two years out of date. Yes, so. you were the one. <laughs> but yeah, still that that would be a, a really great match, and I do think again yeah. that for that crossover, uh, you know, the utilization of the partnership with AAA would be uh, very good and yeah. a whole new element of the quote-unquote forbidden door i think eventually tony khan's gonna have to to approach this from more different angles you know um absolutely to, well, this, and- to keep it going he's gonna need to really venture out um into another area especially because things with new japan you know that has uh kind of cooled off um there's only going to be only so many you know big names that you can sign um and and there is already somewhat of a mildly working relationship with with triple a but one where i think you could really uh you know utilize this the mixed tag uh portion of this as you know something that that's unique i i feel like uh like i was saying that the lucha is going to be the 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 big flavor instead of japan for the next couple of years so i i think you're on the right track with we just have to get Tony to realize that it's mm-hmm. that's the flavor, and I I think uh, absolutely I think the, the AAA's overtures into America over WrestleMania weekend are really going to open a lot of people's eyes to that to those possibilities, including possibly AEW. So, well, then it used to be a fairly standard thing for the um, NWA champion. Not only would they go to Japan, but mm-hmm. they would go to Mexico, mm-hmm. and 
I, I think Ric Flair was the only one that didn't, and it was because they brought him pesos instead of dollars, and it mm-hmm. pissed him off so bad he left without wrestling. Like he just got <laughs> on a plane and went home, and so yeah. they wouldn't have Ric Flair back. But everybody else, Harley Race, the Briscoes, all those guys, like that was kind of their thing. They would go to Mexico, they'd go to Japan, they'd go to Australia, they'd hit everywhere. And there were all these territories. And going all around and sending your guys all around made them mm-hmm. more rounded performers. No, no pun intended, but they would pick up different yeah. elements and pieces and things and they would become better storytellers, better performers, better athletes. They would. Exactly. Separate the wheat from the chaff by seeing what worked all around the world and what was new, what was exciting, what people weren't doing where you were, but that they were doing where you had been. There's so many benefits to that. And if Tony could take advantage of that and send, I mean, his top guys are already top guys. There's not much they're going to learn or glean, but somebody like Sammy, who is familiar with Mexico, he's already worked down there. He's not the top guy, but he's almost the top guy. He's the perfect person to send down there. We mentioned this last week. He could be a good talent scout. Anybody he sees, he knows he could work with. That could be a recommendation to Tony Khan. And Sammy, he's not a big guy, so if he is going to be a champion and they were looking for some matches to kind of, you know, pad out his reign a little bit, Luchadors would be a great choice for him to make some defenses with because of the size and the, I don't want to say acrobatic ability, but I, it, it really is. I mean, some of the stuff he can do and some of the stuff we see regularly in AAA is beyond anything else in the world and so if you could put those together i really think it'd be fantastic yeah yeah there's a oh man so much possibility that's why i'm excited by this kind of rising of of uh, lucha and the american consciousness yeah. uh, you know we we talk about it, we've been talking about the triple a stuff mlw obviously has been making their overtures there's and to you, i mean that that tag team that mixed tag team championship with uh aries and Chick Tormenta, if that ever happened with him and Tay, who also has been on AAA programming recently, right? Um, not yet, but she's headed down there, and she's going to be on one of the Triple Mania shows, but she didn't announce which one. So it leads to the suggestion there could be a big tag team titles match at Triple Mania. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting stuff could happen there, and it would be such great promotion for AAA right now, too. I understand where they would have some reluctance having most of their tag titles on a foreign wrestler, but if they're trying to draw more American eyes, right now I don't know that there's a hotter name in America than Sammy that you could get to come down there. Yeah. I mean, like, he's the guy, so it's very exciting for him. He's on his way to the top. Go see him while you can. Meet him while you can because those opportunities won't be available you know, in very long. He's going to be (laughs) the guy. Everything is going Sammy's way. I mentioned this a couple months ago, but this is really going to be Sammy Guevara's year. You could just see it. Like he's like he's he's just got like a shine to him. Everything's going so good for him. And I can't wait to see him in the main event, the title picture. We've seen him in the main event with the TNT title. Now we need to see him in the main event with the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I really do think he's the guy that beats Hangman Adam Page. I, I just – this is my favorite image dude, because you're talking about him being the uh, 
the the up and comer that you're not going to get to any opportunity with. I had a, a conversation with Sammy at an indie show because he was the goofy looking kid in a panda hat with a single T-shirt that everybody <laughs> walked by. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and like, I mean, even right now, that's not the case. People would be waiting in line. His vlog is that popular that even if they weren't buying that one t-shirt, he would, he would just have everybody wanted to take pictures with him. But. Oh yeah. It's, it's gonna be bigger and, and crazier than that. He's not gonna be, uh, that accessible for very long. No. He, yeah, he's on the way up. It's so cool to see it with Sammy. I mean, he, he, he in some ways still looks like a kid. He's older than he looks, but <laughs> he, he really is the best that AEW has. Like of the four pillars of AEW, I genuinely think ahead of Jungle Boy, ahead of MJF, ahead of Darby, you know, whoever you've got, I think he's going to be the world heavyweight champion and deserves well, to be. Just, I, yeah. I think it's because he's well-rounded, right? Like well, exactly. MJF is the best on the microphone in the business right now, and I'm—I mean, even better than Far CM not. Punk. I say, yeah. say that, right? But uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, but but he's not as exciting to watch as a wrestler, which is fine because he's supposed to be the heel. You're not supposed to want to watch him wrestle. You're supposed to want to have somebody shut like Sammy shut him up. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but that, Sammy's all around. He's a, he's a good promo. He's a great wrestling match. He's got a good look to him. Uh, people want him to succeed. I think there's just, yeah, th- th- he's the right mix to be the guy right if, at this point. And he's got an excellent mix of, I, I don't want to say humility because, you know, Sammy thinks that Sammy is great. He calls but, himself the Spanish God. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's some, <laughs> mix of like his personality and his ability and his ability to just shrug it off like oh yeah i can do that mm-hmm. that makes him so cool and you want to be just like sammy like when you see him you think man i wish i could do that i right. wish I, I i wish i dated tay conti i wish i you know i mean like he's got all these things i wish i could do a 630 splash he's got all these cool things going on for him that literally nobody else has right now and he's got so much hype around like his social media the youtube blog as we've mentioned Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, he's yep. the guy. We're, we're, I'll call it right now. When, when it happens, I'll call back to this and say, "Remember when I told you?" Well, I, I feel like we're seeing, um, like, uh, uh, the, with him and MJF kind of on the up and rising. I think we're seeing the early days of your, uh, like your your classic rivalries. You're gonna, mm-hmm. like a uh, Hulk Hogan Andre level feud that people will remember, transcending the rest of the product for a long time like the kids that are watching this now are going to be like that'll be what what draws them to go back later in their adulthood to to watch wrestling is remembering matches with sammy and mjf as my prediction i'll be the grumpy old man at the back of that point so we'll yeah (laughs) i believe that kids love sammy and he's got the talent to inspire a whole new generation of wrestlers i mean as much as anybody yeah and fans (laughs) I mean, like, he's going to be the guy. It's just clear. Uh, everybody, like we mentioned, everybody else is, I don't want to say a one-trick pony, but they definitely have a field they excel in compared to others. But mm-hmm. Sammy can do everything. He looks like a movie star. He's excellent on the microphone. He's unparalleled in the ring. Like, Sammy Guevara is the guy. I, I could talk about Sammy all night, <laughs> but I'll cut it here. And 
stay tuned next week. We will have all the follow-up with Sammy. I can't wait to we'll bring have... stuff from AAA when he does it. Go ahead, Brendan. I was just going to joke and say we'll have our own Sammy segment. We'll just talk about it. <laughs> yes. We'll have the Sammy segment next week. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Dusty, for this week's AAA and AEW news. Up next, we have Major League Wrestling MLW. And this week, we have the first episode of Super Fight. As last week I mentioned, we were supposed to have the MLW tag team matchup of 5150 defending the belts against the Von Erics. However, that didn't happen this week. Uh, the 5150 ended up attacking the Von Erics backstage before the match. And so it never happened. They were unable to compete. Uh, and 5150 pretty much justifying their actions, saying that the Von Erics have been handed everything their whole careers, their whole lives. And so 5150 took it upon themselves to teach them a lesson. Um, so we don't have any information quite yet as to when we are going to see them all in action. Uh, but I'm anticipating down the line we are going to see 5150 versus the Von Erics. Uh, but as far as this week's episode of Super Fight, uh, so still great matches to watch. Uh, you had, uh, the National Openweight Championship defended in a triple threat match. Alex Kane versus Calvin Tankman versus ACH. You also had Enzo making his return after a few months suspension against Casey Navarro. And then, of course, the World Heavyweight Championship was defended. Alex Hammerstone facing Davey Richards. Um, and that's all on Major League Wrestling's YouTube page, Super Fight first episode. Um, again, so MLW just one hour a week on YouTube. It's for free. Uh, a great mix of wrestling and promos. Um, for you to watch. So and you can fast forward through the Enzo match. Yes. You can fast forward through whatever you like. Um, but some interesting news that came up this week in MLW one. This is more storyline driven, but, uh, as we talked about a few weeks ago, Gino Medina attacked enemies and left him in a bloody mess. Uh, his, his head was busted open. And typically when those things happen, you know, wrestlers are fined or suspended. However, Cesar Duran took it upon himself to give Gino Medina a bonus, uh, to, to award him for such brutal behavior. Uh, and so there's been some back and forth, uh, at least through MLW's, uh, reporting regarding a little bit of a power struggle between Cesar Duran and Court Bauer. Court Bauer not necessarily thrilled about Cesar Duran's um, celebration of Gino Medina's brutal actions. Uh, but nonetheless, that does put Gino Medina on Cesar Duran's radar. Uh, whether that is good or bad, well, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, but I think that's a great element to this story and a great way to utilize someone who, uh, you know, has gone for a, a turn to the dark side. Uh, Gino Medina is incredibly gifted in the ring. Uh, and now he's getting kind of more of a vicious attitude uh, and, and not letting people cut in line. So we will see. I very much anticipate a match between Gino Medina and Ademis, hopefully in the future. Also, we did get confirmation that Cesar Duran has signed an Apocalypto match 
for Azteca Underground April 1st uh, in downtown Dallas. We will have L.A. Park versus Jacob Fatu in that match. Uh, so that is going to really rock the house, um, having these two men, these giants of men, these legends of MLW face each other in an apocalypto match. Uh, the beauty that is Cesar Duran and his matchmaking abilities, he really gets to do whatever he wants. Uh, but a really cool matchup announced for Azteca Underground's show uh, Friday, April 1st. That is a matinee. 2 p.m. Uh, in Dallas, and that's, of course, with all of the other things that are be happening that day. It will be a right. Fusion TV taping. Um, you'll have all the experiences there, uh, the meet and greets, all of that as part of that Azteca Underground series. And then also announced Major League Wrestling is ramping up efforts in the featherweight division again. Specifically, they are looking to... Uh, add a title uh, and, and have a champion crown an inaugural uh, uh, featherweight champion in the women's division. Um, and so this, again, kind of adds some speculation on if we will see any uh, luchadoras in this uh, lineup. Who knows if they will, um, you know, add that to this mix. We've seen Cesar Duran already do this just last week, bringing in Bandito uh, for that um, middleweight championship match. It would make sense for him to bring in a luchadora uh, to kind of add some more fuel to the fire of the featherweight division title once that becomes sorted out. Who knows? I, I do want to add, because you were talking a little bit about it, the Friday at the, the, the summer, or not summer, that WrestleMania weekend is really stacked. That's going up mm -hmm. against at least one other Lucha-themed show. So uh, definitely, listeners, keep your ears open as we're talking about things. So you, if you're planning on going, there will be a, you can make an educated ticket purchase on which event to go to. But I, there's not a wrong Lucha-themed event. No, there is not a, a wrong one, and I think maybe that's also why MLW stacked that uh, event up with some of these additional um, experiences to make it more appealing to fans to go, so that way you're not just going there for a wrestling show, but you have, you know, the meet and greets, you have the... Mm -hmm. uh, um, the uh, the treasure hunt. You have uh, the taco sitting bar. At the desk. Yes, yes, the sitting at the desk, the photo ops, um, yeah. all of that that is available. So it's a, it's still a pretty cool deal. Um, and I think the only thing right now that's extra is the meet and greets. I think all of the other items, as long as you are like VIP, mm. all of those other experiences are free, are included in the ticket price, and then the meet and greets are separate. So still not bad. Um, deals nope. compared to some of the other things, especially if you are paying money maybe for WrestleCon or even WrestleMania, those ticket prices could be fairly high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that is this week in Major League Wrestling. Again, don't forget MLW every week on YouTube. Uh, it drops on Thursdays. Uh, and, of course, check out Major League Wrestling on social media. They have announcements each and every week regarding upcoming news or upcoming events, news, signees, and much, much more. Right now, we, though, are going to transition into this weekend Lucha Libre. It's a segment you know and love with the person you know and love, Dusty. 
Uh, Dusty, I think you're on mute. Thank you. I was. <laughs> there you I go. my cat to burst the microphone. But it is time for this week in Lucha Libre history. Be sure to check in at LuchaCentral.com every single day for this day. And Lucha Libre by Pep Carrera. He's got information, birth dates, anniversaries, matches of the day, amazing videos, and even more. And it's all about Lucha Libre. And that's at LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. This week, we chose March the 10th, 2006, when this show's favorite AAA wrestler, Vampiro, won the 10th edition of the Lucha Libre AAA Rey de Reyes Championship <laughs> after beating La Secta Cybernetica, Chessmen Cybernetico, Muerta Cybernetica, Team TNA, which was Conan, R-Truth, and Samoa Joe, and Los Guapos, Scorpio Jr., Zumbido, and of course, Shocker, at the Convention Center and Ciudad Madero. This was a winner-take-all tournament. Usually it's structured similarly to the King of the Ring tournament. It's kind of the same format, but this year it was consisting of teams, making some of the eliminations very confusing and unclear. But in the end, Vampiro pinned Cybernetico and became the 2006 AAA Rea de Reyes champion. Now, if you recall, way back in September 2020, we interviewed Vampiro about the movie that was coming out, the documentary based on his life. And when I asked him how the backstage in AAA had changed from the time he was there as a wrestler in the late 90s and mid-2000s till he worked backstage, kind of running Triple Mania, and he looked me right in the eye through the webcam and said, I was never in AAA. I was Consejo Moondial the whole time, brother. <laughs> So now, because of the way he razzed me, we have to mention that he's our favorite AAA wrestler every time. <laughs> he's on the card. He's probably going to be on this week in Lucha Libre. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. And, I mean, you, you you said it right. I still, to this day, don't know if he was being serious or if he was just really working it. But, I mean, my goodness. It's it's memorable. It, it's made yeah, it. So that we talk about him for, all the time. <laughs> He was having a much better time than we were. <laughs> I mean, it was clear he was having a really good afternoon and, and enjoying himself. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he was yanking my chain or he, he was just it, – it was an awkward interview. I, I highly recommend <laughs> you go back and check it out. It was, uh, like I say, September 2020. Yeah. It, it was something. <laughs> Uh, Brenton, what did you think of this match, Vampiro, the whole thing? What's your opinion? Well, I mean, so I wasn't able to participate in that Vampiro interview, so I've only had the the the, re, the listening to it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I just I do always get a giggle. That's you heard us all giggle during the intro, like. <laughs> It was because Miranda giggled, and I caught that on delay, <laughs> which made me Blame giggle. Me? No, no, seriously, I, I was, I was stifling a giggle, and then I heard you giggle, and I just, I <laughs> laughed. So, uh, so we've got that going on uh, as part of this. But like you said, this was kind of unique in that they changed the format. This was the more about. This was AAA's factions, period. They were stacking factions. Uh, you mentioned all of them had, like, a faction name. Like, I forgot that uh, Chessman was Cybernetico Chessman because he was part of the uh, 
their faction. Yeah, um, that was a fun era. <laughs> <laughs> but they had, you know, so you had more emphasis on trios matches, and you had the, uh, you had like a, a, a whole pay-per-view, well, a premium event, I'm going to use that terminology, thanks, WWE, they themed around around the about around faction warfare and it really made things a lot more interesting however this is one of those areas where it didn't work to make this event more interesting because it made the eliminations more confusing like even if you're listening to uh, commentary the announcers are not able to keep up with it very well at least near as i can tell because my spanish still isn't that great but uh that I could always, I can always recognize the kind of confused tones, like when they're trying to figure out where somebody is. So, uh, you know, uh, on the whole, I don't think, I think that's why we haven't seen a return to that formatting for this kind of event. But hey, it led to a very, one singularly very memorable event. And we're going to probably talk about this one every year for a number of reasons. So not just Vampiro, but, uh, we, it's there's so much going on it. Uh, Miranda, what what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I, just adding to you know the, the the humor of this. Of course, any time that we see a Vampiro event related to AAA, we're always just gonna throw that that out there. Um, and I get that too. I think that Vampiro is a lot more synonymous as far as a wrestler with CMLL and even more WCW than he ever was with AAA. You know, with AAA, we know him more as a a booker um, or or someone that just more an administrative role. So I totally, I get it. I get it. Uh, You know, where, uh, you know, but you can't, you know, the the videos out there (laughs) that happen, you know, that it was all there. Um, actually working in in AAA uh as a wrestler but you know it's just it's just more of a a funny you know thing that we will, it will just always make us laugh from from that too because also you know in, in his defense cut he worked everywhere yeah. um and he's had such a lengthy career in so many promotions all over the world so you know as much as vampire now even is more synonymous too with lucha underground mm-hmm. um or you know hell even wrestling yeah. society x uh then even triple a sometimes i would it agree yeah moments like this where it's like huh Seeing also his work in AAA, and this was really more in that beginning phase uh, of his his time as a wrestler there, um, or in more in the, the early years with that. You know, I think it just shows that his character really was transcended through different promotions and his feuds as well um, were ones that transcended time and promotions, which, if anything, is a rarity in the world of, of professional wrestling, but also in Lucha Libre to have someone who transcends as much as he does. Mm-hmm. For for those of you who uh, were wondering, we referenced the the movie that he was promoting. It is his own um, biopic, uh, "Nail in the Coffin: The Fallen Rise of Vampiro." It is an amazing watch. It like, is. It's an it, incredible yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, that is I didn't a lot expect of. Expect it to touch me the way that <laughs> yeah. it did. Yeah. It's no, really it, touching. It's yeah. fascinating, and of course, it shows him in his backstage role in AAA. Uh, and this was, you know, gosh, when was that? What twenty, 
19 um when they were recording some of that even yeah. you know, earlier yeah, um, yeah, like 2018 I, yeah. i'm pretty yeah. sure they started filming 2017 late and and went from there so yeah yeah, yeah. um so it's just really interesting to see, of course, his work behind the scenes, but his life, um, his career, uh, his family, all of that. It's it's a really great documentary. Well, that is it for this week in Lucha Libre history. Of course, check out LuchaCentral.com for this day in Lucha Libre history. But you may know or not know. That there's a lot more on LuchaCentral.com that you can check out. Brendan, can you let our listeners know what else they can find on LuchaCentral.com? Absolutely. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you it's time for you to do it. It yeah, really is. LuchaCentral.com is your online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content that's not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. It's a place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards. Seen and read by top executives in all the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of all of this, it's free. Uh, now I'm gonna toss into something here that I saw this week. The, uh, the, uh, one of the anniversaries for Lucha Central came up and Pep Carrera, who does our writing, mm-hmm. and Kevin Kleinrock were, were just chatting about it and they both were heavily implying we haven't seen anything yet. So like, even if you're a regular to luchacentral.com, this is time to keep an eye on it because the bosses and the, one of the main figures here, are are planning to do bigger and better things in the years to come. So or the time to come. I uh, so here we go. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Uh Brennan, go ahead and, and continue uh with some CMLL news. Sweet. Yeah, so we had the CMLL Mexican heavyweight title tournament last week on on uh in Arena, Mexico. It was on a Friday. Uh this this featured Grand Guerrero, Sagado, Sagrado, Terrible, Cavernario, Star Black, Akuma, Euphoria, Ultimo Guerrero, Grand Guerrero. I believe I already said yeah, okay, I'm moving on. So uh yeah, we had uh it had you had a number of matches. Uh, I'm gonna go over the opening rounds real quick. You had Gran Guerrero and Sagrado in a quarterfinal match. Uh Gran Guerrero advanced Terrible and Cavernario in a quarterfinal match with Terrible advancing Star Black and Akuma in another quarterfinal with uh Star Black advancing and uh Euphoria and Ultimo Guerrero in the last quarterfinal with uh Euphoria advancing. So we're going to stop here for a second. A lot of uh the uh Los Guerreros and former Los Guerreros were are participating in this level of the tournament. Euphoria and Ultimo Guerrero is uh, already a match that we'd seen a bunch. I want to say it was in uh 2020 during the the lockdown era that they started to build this kind of a feud between them they were originally all in the same faction it, it looked like we were building towards a uh a, a uh an apuestas match 
and we might still be because to uh Conan and Vampira's point, both of them have said in interviews with us that they you can build up an apuestas over a year or two, and and uh, the, it it's usually bigger than just about being about titles. So it's kind of why I found this interesting that they may still be doing that. Uh, so you had, you had, you had a couple people advance there that ended up with, uh, Gran Guerrero and Terrible in the semifinal and Euphoria and Star Black in the semifinal. Gran Guerrero won his against Terrible, Euphoria won his, leading to the final matchup for the Mexican heavyweight title, which is again, former friends in, in Los Guerreros, Euphoria against Gran Guerrero. So, um, Euphoria came out on top. He's the new Mexican heavyweight champion. According to uh, the Lucha database, he is the 67th Mexican national heavyweight champion. Uh, and then uh, it, the, the, big, the big story to people that watched it was that uh, Gran Guerrero was taken out on a backboard, although that's probably a Lucha angle because he was wrestling the next day and not even looking like his back hurt very bad. So... Um, <laughs> I hear the sigh of disapproval. This is how lucha angles end all the time. You'll have somebody taken off looking like they are badly hurt, and then they will be in Guadalajara or another city the next day looking just fine. So who knows? But uh again, it all kind of feeds the feud. So that was – I figured we needed to bring – I thought this was interesting news. The Mexican heavyweight championship is one they like to feature on – Friday broadcast so that we'll probably see this title a lot and we'll probably see some story building around it. Uh, so that is my CMLL results for the week. Thank you, Brendan, for those CMLL results. Uh, last news item of the week is NXT. I'm actually going to be talking about a show that we have not talked about yet, and that is <laughs> NXT Level Up. Making its debut on this show, uh, that is because in the March 4th episode of Level Up, it was main evented by a tag match with Legado de Fantasma, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wilde, defeating the team of Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. Uh, the only interesting thing really about this uh, that I continue to see is that um, they were accompanied to the ring by Electra Lopez, no Santos Escobar. So that does kind of lead me to believe, you know, uh, will Electra step in as the head of uh, Legado de Fantasma at some point? Um, but it is also, you know, smart where uh, Santos Escobar is viewed as more of an attraction um and level up is really an opportunity to give some additional airtime for the NXT talent um and so to have you know Legado de Fantasma getting a win there is you know better than having them lose <laughs> right uh, you know what it is giving me a little bit of like AEW dark vibes um so far, which again makes sense for a lot of the new talent base that they have. Um, hopefully they can carry this momentum into NXT and become, you know, uh, kind of a force again in the tag team division. But, uh, also 
you know, a, a great utilization of time uh, and of talent on Level Up um, that I believe you can find on uh, Peacock um, is where Level Up is. And there's also clips on YouTube. This week, though, we had two big matches, and these were the semifinals for the Women's Dusty Classic. Starting off, we did have the team of Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade versus Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. Now, this is not the same. We did see Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai on opposite ends of the ring, but this is not the way that we've seen them before. Yeah. It is just the gimmicks are weird, man. Uh so this match started off with Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu. Wendy with the sleeping gimmick. You know, it, it is getting over. So, you know, more more power to her. Um, <laughs> at one point, though, you did have Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu really isolating Cora Jade in their corner. Um, where that really, you know, made it hard for her to, to fight through. Again, Cora Jade is the smallest of everyone in this ring and even, you know, the, the one with the least amount of experience. Um, there was a bit of a distraction outside of the ring where we did have a stare with a stare down between Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai that led to toxic attraction attacking Raquel Gonzalez on the outside of the ring while the referee was distracted, really focusing on her leg. And that ended up making a big impact throughout the rest of this match. Uh, eventually Raquel Gonzalez was able to tag in, but you could see just a lot of pain in that leg. It was very difficult for her, her to move around. Um, that led for her to try to uh, land the chingona bomb on Dakota Kai. However, because she couldn't put weight on that leg, um, she, she couldn't stick that landing. Um, and that was the momentum that was needed for Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu to come in. Uh, Wendy Chu hit a, a bomb on that. On her, uh, I believe it was uh Cora Jade um and then a foot stomp uh by Dakota Kai for the win so kind of a surprising um end to this with um Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu going on to the finals whereas I think a lot of us predicted it was going to be Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade as they were the first team even announced for this um Later on, we did see the second semifinal match, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. This one really, especially after watching Revolution, gave me that vibe. Like if there was any match on WWE television that reminded me of the tag team division of AEW, it was this match. Um, very quick, lots of movement. Casey and Caden are just a phenomenal team and Casey in particular is getting much much better with honing in her body and her speed and momentum and really landing a lot more of those complex high-flying maneuvers um, but then you also have you know Io Shirai who is so perfect in what she does and then really the brutality uh hard hitting of Kaylee Ray this was visually one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, and especially Kate or sorry, Casey and Io Shirai together in the ring. Mm -hmm. They had each other's number um, all throughout their sequences. Well, um, if you want to talk about somebody who's good at, at knowing about flying, like she can. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. So, yes. So that just makes, uh, that makes everybody look better to have her kind of helping with that. But mm -hmm. 
uh always always exciting to see Casey Catanzaro in the ring I am I am uh pleased to see she's moving on oh progressing so well because I think she's going to be a main event star a main roster star uh sooner rather than later yeah well, the team of Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai won. Io landed the moonsault on Casey Catanzaro for the win. And so in the finals, we will have Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. Uh, now, later on, we did have Cora J attack uh, Toxic Attraction in their little VIP area. So part of me is also thinking maybe this will turn into a triple threat match. Um where, where maybe, you know, the winner, or who knows, uh, or maybe afterwards or in the interim, uh, Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez will face toxic attraction, even though they're not winning the Dusty Cup. I'm not sure. Uh, but that, that feud is far from over, but, uh, we will get the finals, I believe, at NXT stand and deliver, mm-hmm. um, in just a, a few weeks. Um, and that, that's interesting. This is not the finals that I expected. No, but they left the door open for a lot of good matchups. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, by subverting our expectations, they've also then made it so that they can produce four really good matches at uh, Stand and Deliver instead of just one. So, uh, we may not get all of them at Stand and Deliver, but they, they have the option to pull the trigger on any of them, and I love it. Yes. I'm going to bookend this section with someone I already just talked about, Santos Escobar, and it was just announced that Santos Escobar will be facing Cameron Grimes in a qualifying match for the North American Championship ladder match at Stand and Deliver. Uh, so Carmelo Hayes will be defending the NXT North American Championship uh, at that show. And four other wrestlers will be in uh, qualifying matches over the next few weeks. And so next week is the first one with Cameron Grimes and Santos Escobar. Um, Cameron Grimes has already had his chance at the North American championship Santos Escobar has had his eye on that really for months now um I kind of want both of them can both of them be in this match like can both of them be in this ladder match like why are you making us choose why can't we have why can't why not both because then we have those then we have to look forward (laughs) you young fans you're so impatient these days (laughs) <laughs> I know, but one, we know, I mean, Cameron Grimes and, and even Santos, this would not be their first NXT ladder match. And both have, a, you know, incredible history with that. Uh, the Cruiserweight title unification match was just like, ah, uh, you know. Uh, and, and Cameron Grimes has already been in a North American uh, championship ladder match uh, and was really a breakout star in his match. So, again, it's it's going to be a good match. I'm just disappointed that both of them cannot move on uh, into those spots for that, that five-man ladder match. Say la vie. It's la vida. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, well, you're going to watch the, the when they have they have the rematch with a different lineup of people. See, that that's how that works. That's true. That is very true. Well, that's how they get you. That's how right? they get you. That's true. That's how they get you. Dusty hears me. <laughs> well, do not forget to check out LuchaCentral.com for your weekly WWE results, including Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, and NXT on Wednesdays. 
Tuesdays, I'm sorry, on Tuesdays. Uh, with that, that is the end of this week's episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to check out LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You can also check out Lucha Central on social media at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at LuchaCentral.com on Twitter. You can check out Lucha Central's YouTube page that has the archive of all of our episodes as well as the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast in Espanol as well as exclusive interviews and matches that you're not going to find anywhere else. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy. And Brendan, where can our listeners find you? I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. It's the numbers 321 and then T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. Uh, I am on Facebook, I am on Instagram, and I'm all over the Twitters. And me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out, on Instagram and Facebook. If you are listening to this on your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and more, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so that way you get a notification every time a new episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast drops. You can then leave us a five-star rating and a review. Let us know your thoughts on the show, things we cover, things we should cover, things you don't want us to cover. Whatever that is and everything in between, let us know. Your indie shows. More of your indie shows, please. Yes. If you are an independent wrestler, fan, promotion, please reach out to us uh, on social media. We would love to hear about your independent wrestling show or match. We'd love to promote independent wrestling on this show. And so we want to let all of our listeners know where they can find Lucha Libre across the U.S. And with that, well, we are out of here. Thank you all so much for listening. For Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much, and we will be with you next week. Hey, 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 hey.